Game Man with this week's Top 5 Express Board Games Edition. Which episode, I'm going to give you a topic for the list and give you my picks of the top five games of that topic. I want to thank Rodrigo for this week's Top 5 List Recommendations. And this week, I'm going to give you my picks for the top five games that are currently out of print. Now, it's a little bit hard to figure that out because there's so many games coming out. It's possible any of these that I mentioned may actually be in print, but I did a lot of homework to try and figure out what is out of print. So uh, please bear with me for any errors because actually there's an interesting, uh, Tom Vassell has kind of what he calls uh, or has been coined as Vassell's Law that if a game is good enough, it will be reprinted. Well, I'll say that isn't quite far off. However, there's often mitigating circumstances as in some games that people really don't know who has the rights or the company with the rights just doesn't have the capital or doesn't think it'll sell, things like that. So, But usually there's enough clamoring out there so that if a game is good enough, somebody will reprint the game. So I'm going to mention a couple of honorable mentions as usual. Then there's easy to say Glory to Rome because the rights of that one, and it's kind of been redone uh, before, but a lot of people will just automatically say Glory to Rome, which is an interesting uh, and, and a very good card game. Also, uh, the one I kind of like to bring up is the World of Warcraft, that uh, kind of the board game, which is the big coffin box game, which has kind of an interesting little kind of quests and it had two expansions to it. I think it was the Dark Portal and another expansion to it. Uh, the first expansion was kind of necessary with some more quests and stuff. But you have kind of a character. You have get some different quests and you get some different items and stuff. It gets a little bit bogged down with kind of uh, all the dice rolling, which was fun and all, the chucking. But kind of the, there was a lot of good things there. But eventually you just throw so many dice and just trying to figure out what in the world's going to happen. And sometimes you can just so overpower everything with getting a lot of good gear and stuff. But it is a, it is a kind of a fun game. I whip it out usually about once a year and play it solo. Uh, there's also a really cool variant on BGG if anybody owns this game there's a kind of Diablo variant where you kind of set up a little dungeon basically you're just doing these little quests and having these little fights in there as well and getting some rewards uh, one other one I want to mention Notre Dame uh, this is a game by Stefan Fell that I absolutely love now I kind of left this off because I'm pretty sure that Queen Games now that they're kind of putting out this news kind of Stefan Feld collection I think Hamburg and, uh, and another couple of games that are coming out soon I think this is set to be reprinted as part of that so I don't really want to put in there because I couldn't really find which one it might be. Uh, I was having problems figure, finding out, but it's such a great game and been clamoring for reprints for so long that I absolutely pretty sure that this one is going to get reprinted. Uh, there's also the easy one. I left this one off. Uh, the easy one, Queens Star Wars, the Queen's Gambit. It came out in 2000, right around uh, episode one. This is an absolutely amazing game. Uh, it was uh, Avalon Hill and, and Hasbro. This is by Rob Davio, Alan Roach, and Craig Van Ness. This was a solid game. It was reprinted, sort of. It was kind of reinvented or re-implemented by Risk Star Wars Collection, which I don't think it was a good enough re-implementation, but uh, that's kind of why I left it a little bit off this list. But I really love Queen's Gambit because you're fighting on basically three different front fronts. The cards are multi-use cards to determine where you want to kind of take actions and what you want to do. There's a, there's a fight on Naboo. You're kind of going up the uh, in the queen's uh, the uh, castle there. You're kind of going up the levels, fighting along the ways up there. And there's also a space battle. And then there's also the Jedi. Uh, there's Qui Gon and Obi Wan fighting against Darth Maul. There's that little thing. So there's basically four different things that are going on, and each side is kind of doing different things. So it's usually kind of a better of a two player game. Uh, but you can also play it four players because everyone's kind of controlling different areas and helping out on, on two different teams. Uh, this plays in about two hours. This is an amazingly great game. Uh, a lot of people have taken a lot of different things from this game as far as multi-use cards and uh, you know a lot of different things like that. But this is a great, great game. Another one I mentioned, I've mentioned it before in the auction games. I only mentioned, I only kept this as an honorable mention because uh, Panic on Wall Street, uh, I do love the game and um, 
Uh, there was another name for it, but Panic on Wall Street, um, I really did enjoy. It's just, it's not for everybody. Oh, Masters of Commerce is the other name of it, but it's not for everybody. It is kind of a little hectic, but it's kind of what the game is made for. You, know, you have people that are kind of the landowners, and then there's also the commodity traders, and there's kind of different auctions and hectic na- nature of the commodities are trying to, to buy different parts of the land to put their commodities on. Then there's a little bit of a dice rolling, which determines where uh, the different stocks and such will go up and down, and then there'll be money involved. It's an absolutely great party-type game. It plays for 3 to 11 players. It doesn't play all that long, and there's only a few different rounds, but but it's so so much fun. But there are people that get a little bit agita or you know, kind of that almost like that anxiety of kind of the hectic nature of, of these type of games where you're just screaming and yelling at each other in your phase because there's like a two-minute phase where you're kind of trying to get the auction, and each person that is... Uh, controlling the different parts of land is trying to get, uh, you know, sell their land to the different uh, people with the commodity. So it does get a little nutty. But nonetheless, let's get into my top five games that are out of print. Number five is a game called Carnival. This came out in 2011. It's for two to four players, really a two player game, kind of a, it's got this uh, rummy type feel to it. It's by Dice Hate Me Studios and uh, by Sherilyn Kirkman and Chris Kirkman of Dice Hate Me Games. Uh, they put this game out. It plays in about 30 minutes, very kind of light to medium weight family game. Again, it's based on kind of a runny, rummy type concept. It's a it's a set collection game where you're trying to put together different uh, carnival rides. Now, and there's also a little bit of dice rolling that has to do with like kind of what actions are available and you have some other ways of, of mitigating the dice rolls and such. Uh, there's a little bit of take that, but uh, really fun game to uh, just sit down and play two player. Uh, very chill game. This is kind of one of these games that I really think is a great travel game or a pick up and go game. Although I'll kind of say how great all these games are that I'm going to mention, but of course these are out of print, so they might be hard to find. Uh, you know, you'll probably every one of these, if you search on Amazon, you'll probably find a copy for about eight to a hundred dollars for any of these games. So if you find of kind of keep any of these games in kind of some sort of list where you look on the geek Bay or eBay, you may be able to find any of these. These are all really good games that I'm going to mention. And this one carnival is no different, uh, a fun little card game for the whole family. Number four, Discworld Ankh Morkpork. This is a game by Martin Wallace. Uh, and I believe it was been put out by Tree Frog Games and and a few other companies that had put it out, uh, Cosmos, Yellow, uh, over the years. Now, being that this is a Martin Wallace game and Tree Frog Games was his game company, I'm not sure if he's planning on reprinting this. I know a lot of his games have kind of come to different companies and being reprinted. This is one I really would like to see reprinted. Uh, Again, it's based around Terry Pratchett's Discworld series. It's a fun little game where it's kind of got some area control and you're really kind of playing cards to put your uh, meeples or people out all over the different, the the city of Ankh-Morkpork. And everybody has kind of their own little player. So there's different ways to win the game. Plays two to four players, plays about an hour. The only thing that drives me crazy about a game like this is since everybody has the different ways of winning, what ends up happening is it kind of bogs down after about four or five turns because everyone's looking at, you know, I'll be like, oh, Steven, all right, he needs to this to happen to win. Can he win now? Potentially. Okay, no. Uh, Rodrigo needs this to win. I need this to win. What can happen? Am I safe to next turn? And it kind of gets bogged down with a little bit, not even necessarily AP. It's like overanalyzing of the game board, but it is a real fun game. It has a lot of good mechanisms to it. Again, real fun card play. And if you're a fan of Terry Project Discworld, uh, I'm, which I've never read, but a lot of people love that series but all the cards are kind of the people from or characters from that uh series so it all makes sense and there's a lot of good comedy involved from what i've heard because i've played with some people that really love Discworld, and they just absolutely loved uh playing this game and got a laugh out of a lot of different cards 
That is number four, Discworld Ankh-Morpork. Number three, it's a game called Pergamon. This game came out in 2011. Two to four players, plays in about an hour. It's kind of a one-hour wonder in a lighter to medium-weight Euro game. Uh, you're archaeologist, and you're trying to collect different finds in doing different digs and different finds. It's got a really cool little kind of a tile set collection auction mechanic where you're kind of bidding your money in the game, but it's, uh, it just, it really works out really well in the different digs that you're getting, uh, a very, very cool little game. And you're kind of putting your pieces together and almost like a puzzle way where depending on the way the different artifacts look, you got to put one next to the other and there'll be a half of one on the left side and a half of the, the, the left half on the right side. So as you're putting them together, you have this big long row of these different artifacts and depending on the, uh, total amount of, uh, I guess this old price or value of them will be where you go up into different charts. I'm not even sure. I'm pretty sure this might have gotten here in Eagle Griffin, but it had to be a, a limited release. It may be in print over in Europe, but I don't think it's in print anywhere right now. But this was a really solid, fun little Euro game. This is by Stefan Dora uh, and Ralph Zerlind. Uh, I really like Stefan Dora. He's uh, You may recognize him uh, by some games like For Sale, which is one of my favorite games, uh, and Turn the Tide, which is uh, kind of a very... Uh, it's an interesting little kind of almost... It's a trick-taking type game, but it's a uh, boy, it's a table flip type game. But anyways, for sale, one of my favorite games of all time. But he does have Stefan Dora does have a lot of great games, but this is one I'd love to see reprinted. That is Pergamon. Number two, uh, another sticking to that kind of Euro type game. This is Twa, or uh, if you're an American speaker like me, uh, English speaker that doesn't say a lot, Troyes, T-R-O-Y-E-S, Twa came out in 2010. I think it didn't come over here, over this side of the pond until 2011 or 2012. Uh, This is for two to four players, plays in about 90 minutes, uh, Sebastian Dujardin. Uh, Xavier, Javier, uh, George, and Alain Orban. Uh, I think this was put out by Z-Man over here. Uh, and again, I'm pretty sure, and uh, and Asmodee may have the rights now, but I'm pretty sure it is out of print. Uh, this one you can find a lot on BGA. And same thing with Pergamon. You can find that one, I believe, on uh, Yukata. But anyway, Twa, this is a Dice as Workers, which is one of my favorite game mechanics. This is Dice as Workers, and there's different cards out there that you're using the dice as you draft and spend onto the different cards out there. And you're either kind of uh, defeating uh, different combat, uh, or you're working on a cathedral, uh, working on parts of the city. Um, there's a lot of victory points in there. Uh, it's it's got such it's such a fun game. It is a little heavier, so it is more of a heavier, uh, medium to heavier weight euro. But uh, this is one of those games where once you learn how to play, you'll get it. But it is it does take a little bit of a teach in order to get it. So it's not really easy to pick up. But it is a game that it has that kind of real good fun uh, brain burny feel to it, and that is Twa. Now, another game, my number one game that I would like to see reprinted, uh, again, is a rumored to be kind of reprinted, but who the heck knows if it does or if it'll be reskinned or what. This is Forbidden Stars by Fantasy Flight Games. This is kind of what I would refer to all the time as uh, Twilight Imperium Light, where it doesn't take the five, six hours that TI3 or or the three to four that TI4 does, but it still takes about two hours to play, but it still gives you that meaty goodness, and it does take place. Uh, I believe it would be the Warhammer, Warhammer or Warhammer Fantasy or Warhammer 40K. Not exactly which one. I think it's the Warhammer 40K universe. Uh, and this does kind of re-implement the old StarCraft game, which is also out of print. Uh, real fun. Two to four players. Uh, like I said, this is another one of those. It's kind of a medium weight. I uh, wouldn't really call it necessarily 4X. It's pretty close to 4X, but it does have that kind of strategic feel uh, where you're going out and you got to do victory points. But everybody has kind of their action discs that, depending on uh, the ranking action discs, is when... Uh, you'll get uh, to do your actions. You'll put them face down in certain areas. And then as the people, uh, you know, 
gets their turn, they decide which one of their discs they want to do. And the people under them have to wait until their actions are, are available to them. But they have all the different clans. This was, uh, I think you had the Space Marines, the Eldar, uh, the orcs and the chaos space marines. So I think there's just there's just four in there, and there I know pretty sure they were going to put out more, but I think the license got kind of revoked from them uh, before they were even able to get any more. And this is kind of why it probably will never be reprinted. I, again, I had heard rumblings that somebody was going to figure out a way to get this reprinted. Uh, I don't know if it's Corey Knitz's uh, new company was going to figure out a way to do this, or if it's just going to be reskinned. Uh, if Corey will do that with his new company, reskin it a bit with a different theme, just put a uh, a bland old, uh, you know, steampunky theme on it or something. Uh, but Forbidden Stars is an absolutely fantastic game. It's the number one game I would want to see reprinted. Again, 2015, two to four players, uh, about two to three hours. You can find some copies out there, but you're going to spend a lot of money on it, uh, I'm sure, because this is a really widely loved game. But that was my number one game that uh, is out of print now. Again, my, my honorable mentions, the WoW Coffin Board Game, the uh, Gore de Rome, Notre Dame, Queen's Gambit, and Panic on Wall Street, and my top five games to get a reprint. Number five, Carnival. Number four, Discworld, Unk, Morkpork. Number three, Pergamon. Number two, Twa. And number one, Forbidden Stars. Thanks for joining me today on Top 5 Express Board Games Edition. If you have any questions or tell me what game, out-of-print games you're looking forward for a reprint, feel free to comment on the episode on Majorspoilers.com or go to the site for tons of other great podcasts and content by Steven and the rest of the Major Spoilers crew. As always, I am Dan Dan, a board game man. You can find me at Geek Jock Blog on Twitter or on the Geek All-Stars podcast. And of course, on the Munchkin Land podcast here on Major Spoilers, where I give a twice a month, 10 to 15 minute board game news or as a contributor to TMSPM, where I do a board game segment with Scott and Brian. I'll be back soon with more board game top five goodness. But until then, grab a new board game and have some fun with your family and friends. This podcast is copyright 2021 by Major Spoilers Entertainment, LLC. Mother's Day is almost here, and you can get her the most beautiful time-tested gift around. A watch she can wear every day for movement. Whether mom's into classic dress watches, rare and refined ceramics, or tried-and-true bestsellers, movement has something she'll love. And right now, you can save big on the best Mother's Day gift ever with up to 50% off site-wide during Movement's Mother's Day sale at MVMT.com. Again, that's up to 50% off at MVMT.com.